0: Chris, we're recording. Chris, how's it going? What you been up to?
1: It's good. You know, we we're running this morning. I lost my dog. Um, he, she got off the leash. You know, she wouldn't go back. Uh, it was just a nightmare. It was just a nightmare. I lost my keys. I'm hungover. He's hungover. Because I drank a Red Bull. Yes, no, it was a monster. a monster. I drank a monster yesterday, and it's like, but uh, we're here. We went we're here, and we got a special guest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Who do we Carol Kim. Carol Kim. The building, trades. The building trades. building <laughs> trade. Carol Hi, guys. How good.
2: are you? <laughs> good.
1: I'm over, I guess. Yeah.
2: I know. It sounds like you started off by saying you're good, and it sounds like you're not. <laughs> None I, of those I, things sounded I, good. I made
1: it. Well, I had some green tea. Uh, you mm. know, it's just been really rough because I, my uh, my wife didn't. There wasn't any green tea in the house. Got it. And I, it's just been downhill from there.
2: These are the things sometimes.
1: They're mm-hmm. <laughs> like first world problems. I <laughs> got green tea. <laughs> 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 These are first world problems. Yeah, I don't problem. got green
0: tea. Damn. <laughs> so... Um. yeah, no, definitely. So, Carol, if you want to just introduce yourself so the, these viewers, you know, they know who you are. I'm sure most of them already know who you are. Our target audience is <laughs> our community. But, uh, yeah. If well, you want.
2: yeah, thank you, guys. I, thanks for inviting me, first of all. Uh, my name is Carol Kim. I'm the business manager of the San Diego County Building and Construction Trades Council. And um, business manager is a weird union way of saying like the chief executive, right? So the person in charge, as it were. And, um, you know, we've got presidents, we've got secretary treasurers, we've got business managers, and all of those words are kind of interchangeable. And so that's that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Just so in you're case you hear you're it. like
1: the head of the the building trades here in San Diego. Yes,
2: that's right. And the Building Trades Council is an umbrella organization of all the construction unions in the county, um, excepting the carpenters. They're not affiliated to us, but we work with them a lot, obviously, because they are very active in construction. Mm-hmm. And um, but I represent over thirty-five thousand union construction workers countywide, and um, I fight for. Both union and non-union workers. Well,
0: okay, going back to uh, pre-apprentice program. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I never no, no, like talking talk, talking about hangovers. Yeah, trying to make I guess they're make, but you know. You know, I thought it was it's interesting because when I went to when I went to high school, mm-hmm. um, it was just like, OK, you go to high school, you go to college, you get into debt and it's, you know, college is expensive yep. uh, depending on where you go. Yeah. Um, how do you get into a trade and, you know, make make money so you can go to the casino yeah. <laughs> and win or lose <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. and not get into so much debt in college? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, okay, so um, <laughs> let's talk, well, you know, going back to what you were saying, mm. right, about college being expensive, et cetera, construction, union construction, well, let me back up, construction unions um, have developed over the last century a really robust set of um, system of apprenticeship programs, right, and apprenticeships are actually Almost like millennia old. They're they've mm. been around for over a thousand years. People have been using them since way back. Before, mm-hmm. like you know, peop basically what you do as an apprentice is, you go and um, learn a trade or craft, whatever it is. It could be, it could be shoemaking, It could be uh, cigar rolling. It could I used to smoke cigars. Yeah. A long
1: time ago.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of buying cigars for Vegas. Okay, let's go. <laughs>
1: no, I can't. I can't smoke them anymore. It's a, it's a gateway for me. When in Vegas. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <Anyways. laughs> <So> going back. <laughs> to that, um,
2: but uh, so they can be for any trade or craft or industry, right? And occupation. And the idea is that they're basically earn while you learn. So you go and you're being taught a trade, you're working on the job. And that's the key component of an apprenticeship. It's not so much like the coursework and training. Al- almost always around 2,000 hours of on-the-job training a year. And then on top of that, you get coursework. So you actually go to classes. You um, get instruction. You get paid for you get your time. You get paid? You get paid, yeah. It's an earn while you learn. So you,
0: you get paid in training as well? I mean, like in classes? You get
2: paid and trained, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So like so the essentially what you have to remember is that the um, – The courses you take and the time you're working, so the contractors obviously pay you for your time. Apprenticeships start with a job. A lot of people don't get that. They actually think it's an education program, and Mm -hmm. it is a type of education program, right? But they're, first and foremost, an actual job. So if if there's not a job to dispatch you to or to put you on in order to get that apprenticeship, those hours, then you're not in a real apprenticeship.
1: that's just it right oh wow
2: so that's the thing that a lot of people don't get is that the apprenticeship is really always starts with a job and so that's the that's a, a huge piece of it when you come into an apprenticeship program, for a union apprenticeship program, there's different types of models. Some of the models require you to go, like the carpenters, I believe, they require you to go and be sponsored in by a contractor. So a contractor has to say, I will take you on and you will, I will put you into the apprenticeship and I'll sponsor you because you'll be working on my projects, blah, 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 right? So there's that kind of pr- model. Um, and then other models like the IBW, for instance, and the roofers, you don't need a sponsor. What you do is you uh, come in and they dispatch you to work amongst all of their various signatory contractors, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll, you know, spend the first week and a like or I'm sorry, month and a half on, on this job or this project working for this contractor, then you'll get maybe moved for another six months to this other project with this other contractor. But you'll move around mm-hmm. and the idea is that by the end of your apprenticeship program and the terms are different per trade or craft. By the end of the apprenticeship program, you will be what they what's called a journeyman, because when you graduate out, you mm-hmm. journey out is what mm-hmm. we call it. When oh you journey okay. out, you become a journeyman in your craft. That's a p- and you receive a portable credential, basically, right? Wow. It's a portable credential that you receive from the state that says that certifies you as a journeyman in your craft. And you can take that portable credential, it's like a diploma, right? Wow. You can take that credential and go anywhere in the United States and say, I am a journeyman in mm-hmm. this trade, right? So and a journeyman, the final and the, the question that stands out in his head as the one that's critical and the most important mm-hmm. is, was mm-hmm. this, it was, and I apologize in advance for my language. No, go ahead. Um, it was, it. if you <laughs> fuck it up, can you fix it? <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. if you make a mistake, if you something is really screwed up, can you assess the issue and then fix it? Mm-hmm. Because that's what a journeyman can do. You actually wow. understand the systems, mm-hmm. not just like the one task. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not just knowing how to like take this widget and attach it to that widget. Right. Right. You actually understand how to do all of it so well that you can undo a whole thing and rebuild it so that yeah. it works, right? So that's what it you know, and that and the idea is that during your apprenticeship, that's the kind of skill and training you're receiving. And you know our I think our shortest rep- our, our shortest apprenticeships are two years. I think the laborers are a two-year program. Mm. The longest ones are five years. Oh so wow. like oh wow. IBW, which is the electrical workers, mm-hmm. um, the sheet metal workers, the um, plumbers and pipe fitters. Those I believe are five-year programs. So the mechanical trades is what we call them. Those are f- five-year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a whole bunch in between. It really can run anywhere from two years all the way up to five but this is why we also call apprenticeships the other four year degree. Oh, that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, because they're long.
1: Well, you heard it here on the Union or Bus Podcast. (laughs) You get paid right away, so that is really cool. You
2: get paid right away, and here's the other thing. Not only do you get paid right away, but you also get, um, you also start uh, getting health and welfare benefits, right? Mm-hmm. So you actually will start getting the full family medical healthcare benefits that unions provide under their contracts. And um, I mean, obviously there's like the whole probationary period right, of that whole right. thing. But once you clear that, you start earning those benefits, right? Wow. And into your pension.
1: pension. Wow. So
2: like for IBW for instance 5 year program, they start vesting on day 1 of the apprenticeship. They actually the day they graduate 5 years later, yeah. you're walking out of your training program, your career workforce development training program, right? with a retirement. With a retirement. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a pension retirement by the way, not Yeah, a, not, not a 401k. Not a 401k. Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. wow. defined benefit, not defined contribution. Yeah,
0: definitely. So and and we'll I'm with IATSE and we have a pre-apprentice apprenticeship program mm-hmm. as well and it sounds very similar to, to what you just talked about. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that different unions had like there were different trades and unions had different types of mm-hmm. apprenticeship and then like the whole sponsoring thing it's kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean like there's different models of doing it but mm-hmm. the, the sponsoring it's yeah. right? there's a student and there's an apprentice. A student is just somebody who's learning. Yeah. An apprentice is somebody who's learning on the job. Mm-hmm. That's the big piece.
0: So like Um that that I think that's a this obviously I think it's like a viable option for kids that are about to graduate. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? To look into like, hey, why not just jump into something that's not gonna get you in debt like college can.
2: Yeah.
0: I went to college and whatever, but um but but it's not a bad thing. It's not Oh, it's an
2: awesome thing. It's actually really great. And here's this like studies have actually shown now. There have been several studies that have been done on this. But studies have shown that if you graduate from a union apprenticeship program, not non-union, they they're, they actually studied both kinds, mm-hmm. you will make, over the course of your lifetime, as much as somebody with a bachelor's degree.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah.
2: So it's not as though you are, and, and chances are you can actually, like, retire on the end of it with greater retirement security, right? Yeah. So like that, that, there's a huge difference um, in terms of what the initial investment is into your education, but the the outcome is yeah. actually just as good. Mm-hmm. Before I was with the building trades, I spent the first nearly 20 years of my career in education. So I was a classroom teacher, mm-hmm. and then I worked um, in education research. And so, um, you know, I, I've always felt like education for a long time took this hard swing towards colleges. Anybody yep. sort of thought that was the good thing because that's the thing that was there, mm-hmm. um, and now, we all realize on the other side of that particular social experiment that yeah. oh no, actually you can act over one oversaturate the yeah. um, the the economy with people with college degrees that are not necessarily usable, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, right. right? And then two, there's a ton of student loan debt, so banks love college degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I was I was gonna say I remember in high school the only thing I saw were people trying to recruit you for the army. But mm-hmm. no you know other options like really good to have you on the show to kind of like e- explain you know explain mm-hmm. hey this is another option i'm not yeah. you know we're we're saying you know higher education you know but there, there's other options for people and there people are. just don't know yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: and you know one of the things i used to always say in education is that and even now is that you know our education should always provide you more opportunities not fewer they mm-hmm. should broaden your scope instead of narrowing it and for a long time, we narrowed scopes. Mm-hmm. Turns out the pathway to success is a good union job. There you go. <laughs> so, well. You know. well, I don't know. <laughs> you <near> vote union? <laughs> Are, we a little bit biased? Are we a little bit biased, Chris? I don't know. <laughs>
0: but, but I love it. But I think, like, that's what beca- – going to college, I switched my major, like, three or four. I think a lot of people still don't know what they're going to be. Even getting Like, me even getting close to graduating, yeah. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do something with the community or something. Right. And then I just happened to get an internship there, then an internship at the Labor Council, and then that's when I knew, oh, shit, this is where I belong. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, like, getting into college is, you're still young. You're st- Right after high school, you're still young and not know exactly what you want to do yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to jump into a good pre-apprentice program and do construction right off the bat and make some good money and not get into debt. And, as yes, you're still growing as an individual too. Sure. You're building a pension. You're, you have health care you can provide.
2: Well, here's the thing, and pre-apprenticeship programs are not apprenticeship programs, right? Gotcha. They are, pre-apprenticeship programs are apprenticeship readiness programs. And the idea is that apprenticeship programs are actually, again, because they start with a job, union kind. And the union kind, um, so basically the way, the funding where it comes from is half of the funding comes from our signatory, half comes from our union members. So for instance, for me, for every dollar i work or for every hour i work like a dollar 50 goes into the union education trust gotcha. which wow. funds the apprenticeship program mm-hmm. and that trust takes money from the signatory contractors and from the union members and it funds the program right now this means that exactly. we're investing a ton of money i remember back in like 2018 and i don't know what the numbers are exactly now but 2018 2017 around that time um, ibw 569 in their apprenticeship program for right. instance they actually we're investing on average about $70,000 per apprentice mm. that comes into the program. So we're not interested in people who are just trying it out and gotcha. killing time, mm-hmm. right? We actually want people who are serious. So that means mm-hmm. some of them are actually pretty easy, some of that like some of them have lower thresholds. You know, most of them require a GED or a high school diploma to start Call it like meet some very basic standards, but you also have to take a test. A lot of them have entry tests, and s- a lot of them have math tests. And then all of them require it or have an opportunity or like uh, have an, uh, uh, an option or a requirement, depending on the time. To uh, you have to interview
1: mm-hmm. in front of a
2: panel, oh wow. you have to go through an interview, so you have to turn in an application with all this paperwork mm-hmm. and portfolio, and you know, whatever your resume, etc., mm-hmm. um, your tests, your licenses, blah blah blah. You turn all that in, and then you get an interview rep- um, appointment, and you show up, and you you interview in front of a panel of people, half signatory, half labor. Oh right, wow! Because the idea is it's a joint labor management, right. you know mm-hmm, um, yeah. Program. So that th- that's the that's the committee. Mm-hmm. So that committee will interview incoming apprentices, and they will either accept you or not. Um, I always tell people our union app- construction apprenticeship programs are actually like the Harvard of career development programs and vocational programs. This is not a social work, right? So we've got these programs that are set up. um, They're called MC3, they're multi-craft core curriculum. Multi-craft meaning they cover all the different crafts and trades, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a core curriculum and it comes out of NAB2, which is the North American Building Trades Union. That's our national
1: Mm -hmm. umbrella
2: and and so it's our international umbrella, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, NAB2, pr- like, developed this particular curriculum. And through the building local building trades councils, people or organizations can get permission to adopt the c- curriculum and use it, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have MC3 programs running throughout the county that people can go to. The idea is that, you know, you go through this program, you learn about all the trades. You going to be like in construction because people in construction get up at like three or four in the morning yeah and they have to be on the work site sometimes like at five or six or before the sun rises I mean there's plenty of job Mm. site visits I do where I'm out there before the sun is up Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. all the other workers right so these are um that they and not everybody wants that plus construction is really physically rigorous right so you've got to be able to keep up Mm -hmm. and in union construction we are the best of the best we like to say and so Mm -hmm. because of that it means you have to perform you have to be ready to show up and actually be able to perform for your contractors to get that work done on time and under budget and all the rest right so it's not a it's not a job that you just show up for and like kind of try Collect out. The paycheck yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. Well, that's but that, the pre-apprenticeship yeah. programs are a great way to find out yeah. if yeah it's kind of like
0: taking your ge credits or whatever yeah. at community college right. but yeah. did i mention that yeah. tovar is a laborer nice yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> very, good. Yeah. Yeah. very <laughs> so good so we're we're supporting we're supportive <laughs> yeah so we're supporting good. this wedding <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you know what comes down yeah. with it uh yeah he's been there for a while. And he's done good for himself being a laborer. He's made really good money.
2: Uh, It's all about our prevailing wage scales. So like all of the, when you're working, when you're in the union for construction, you're making prevailing wage nearly all the time. And Mm -hmm. that's different from other types of non-union construction. Non-union construction, you are not. You're you're very rarely making prevailing wage. That's what you're making. And, And when you're an apprentice, just FYI, you will always know what you're going to be making because it's always a percentage of the prevailing wage based on the period you're in. Gotcha. So as a first-period apprentice, you're usually making half of prevailing wage, right? So if the prevailing wage is like $46 dollars an hour for a journeyman, then you're going to be making 23 mm-hmm. in their first period. And first period is like a semester. First semester, gotcha. so that's what you get. Mm-hmm. After you getting all the requirements and showing up on time and all the rest, you actually get a bump because you're going into second period. So you get a raise to like – Fifty-five or sixty percent, depending on the the trade, right, um, of prevailing wage, and then the next period you go up again. You know, same thing. So every period you do incomplete, you actually get a raise Mm -hmm. based on that, and then when you're at the end of your apprenticeship program. Um, you're usually making around 90 percent, or it's like somewhere somewhere close to prevailing wage, mm-hmm. full prevailing wage. And when you journey out, you are making full prevailing I wage. I like all
0: that. Right. Speaking of prevailing wage, my cousin's an electrician, mm-hmm. and he, non-union. I'm trying to get <laughs> exactly. him to join for the past two to three years. And yeah. uh, Like all the barbecues we throw, mm-hmm. he's always asking me questions, and I'm like, dude. What's he afraid of? Um, he says because sometimes I don't know. He says that. Uh, sometimes it makes really good money. Mm-hmm. I don't know if non-union sometimes just make really good money really fast. And then, and then, and then sometimes they don't obviously cause, yeah. but, it's right work, but, yeah. but union is more consistent and it's yeah. good yeah. wages, right? Yeah, it's always it's, good wages. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like our industry stagehands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of our freelancers, mm-hmm. not in the union, but f- when they freelance, they can charge a day rate. They can yeah. charge up to like 700 bucks in a day, 800 sure. bucks in a day.
2: Yeah. yeah. But some
0: people just want that fast yeah, money. That fast money.
2: That's a real thing. And, um, and it you know, frankly, even in union construction, you've got to actually, um, mm. if the economy is hot, and c- that means construction is, is booming, right? right? Because when everything is going well, businesses want to build. Yeah. And right. so that's when construction is booming and there's never enough workers. I mean you've got there's never enough work and people are just out all the time, right? But if the economy is low, then c- the first thing that happens is the private construction dries up like that. Yeah. So those projects just stop. Yeah. And in fact, during the recession, the Great Recession Tw- in twen- two thousand seven, that period yeah. of time, um, two thousand seven to two thousand twelve, I guess it was about things yeah. you know, mm-hmm. high rises that were like half built and yeah. they just stopped, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they literally like stayed unfinished for sometimes yep. years up till wow. somebody came in after that and bought them and finished them yeah. up. So you'll see that kind of thing happen in construction. And so it's really important as a construction worker, whether you're union or non-union, to have really strong like financial literacy. Yeah. And that's actually something that we teach our apprentices because we know that they have to know how to actually manage their money to mm-hmm. be successful in the long term through those cycles. Um, but I'll tell you, when it comes to the union and non-union, I have a... Um, I have a friend, or he's a he's one of my members in the Ironworkers, and he years wow. many mm-hmm. years. And um, we were at a, a we were at we did a, a career fair, an apprenticeship career fair out in, um, and, you know, he showed up to it because he wanted to see what was going because we had advertised it everywhere, and so he came mm-hmm. just to see what was going on, and and he um, he got up. During, like, there was a little panel like that where we had Nathan Fletcher and a mm-hmm. couple others like talking about why these careers are so good and these opportunities are so invaluable. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of it, he got he raised his hand and he got up and he told this story about how you know mm-hmm. he would work non union, iron worker, for said, and these union organizers would like approach me constantly and mm-hmm. be like, Hey, you know, why don't you join the union? Come on over, sign up. And he'd be like, Yeah, no, no thanks, I'm mm-hmm. not interested. Right. Exactly, and and um, he said, you know, that went on for like, like years, right? And but they were persistent because mm-hmm. organizers are. Right. Yeah. And one of them showed uh, Danny Wizma, I think it was, um, that finally broke through with him. He gave him his card and he said, look, give me a chance, you know, give me a chance and give me a call, if you decide that you will, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's he said he said something something happened and he decided to give him a call and he became he signed up with the union, and like uh, and now he makes $28 an hour more than he did when he was non-union. Wow. Yes. And so this is, like, the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is – that's like having another job yeah. entirely, right? It's, it, it's like hap- it's like you're working two jobs, but you're only working one. Like, mm-hmm. y- you're getting paid for the value of your labor. Mm-hmm. For, d- for doing the same work. Well, for doing that the, he the same doing work. work yeah. yeah, and probably doing a little bit better because you're getting upskilled. Yeah. That's the other thing our apprenticeship programs do is after you journey out – they still provide extra training continuing education for our, our members as like technology is like progress Advancing, and advanced yeah. etc and so we've got to keep up with mm-hmm. the latest and whatever like you know things and we'll bring them in and we'll and you can come in and get trained again for free on those things yeah. so that you're able to like have those skills and present them as a value to your contractors
1: this you know. is like is really interesting i couldn't imagine like going to class you know uh, in college taking a test and the teacher goes great job and here's you know write you a check and you get paid for the day I mean it's like that's that's really cool and I I do not think enough people know about this and I think it's really important that you know people know I mean I remember I was socially conditioned you know okay you know you go to college. I didn't know my my parents just I knew I had to go to college Mm -hmm. it was just like you yeah. go to college. Yeah. I think about like, you know, what if was someone from the building trains came into class? Hey, this is, you know, these are options and yeah. stuff like that. Now right. it's hard work. I mean, we're all talking about how great it is, but yeah. it is, it it's is very really hard, work. hard
2: work. It's really hard work, but it's, worthwhile work obviously because mm. there's nothing more like tangible than walking away from a building and knowing that you built that yeah. in fact that's like my that's if you walk with around with any construction worker especially like a union construction worker because we build the build big stuff right yeah. we build the he- skyscrapers we build the hospitals we build the the convention centers Peco and, park. and the petco park and like the big hotels i mean you'll drive around with folks and they'll be like i built that I built that, I built that, you know, yeah. and of course, you know, they just did like the glazing on it or the duct yeah. for the HVAC, yeah. but, you know, they built the whole thing. That's <laughs> like right. That, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I built that, <laughs> I built that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, that's, it's fun. That's kind of
0: like my friend Tovar, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> work for Dish Network, mm-hmm. and when we drive ba- back in our party days, yeah. I installed that one, I did yeah, that one yeah. over there. So it's similar to that, like that's you're right. proud of your work that you did, That's right. and you remember when you did it kind mm-hmm. of deal because it's something that you create you create something that you know,
1: we're going to have to have Tovar on the show yeah, cuz everyone's th- like where's where's Tovar who's this Tovar guy we're <laughs> <laughs> like we're going to Vegas we're going to Vegas oh <laughs> I don't, we'll go live know everyone knows about the bachelor party <laughs> oh yeah if we're going to go live don't worry about it you'll know what Tovar is cut, yeah we can cut that out we'll cut that out no no, yeah. no we're going to keep, keep him in
0: yeah but but i i like we mentioned earlier before we started uh recording that i think that people have like um uh, a bad connotation on construction on the pon- do you think that's yeah. real or true
2: no i, I think it is I, I think that's ridiculous frankly yeah. like it's like i mean blue collar work is the work that like make allows everything else to happen yeah, right I mean. and, and without it white collar workers are shit out of luck frankly right. <laughs> you yeah. know they don't have they don't have uh, buildings or classrooms or or hospitals or whatever to like work inside of um, and the things that they want to have done yeah i I think construction is awesome like i if i had known and if i were slightly bigger than i am i'm not but here's what i'll say is that like i haven't Mm -hmm. but i've met other women who are about my size who are just killing it out there right and it's it's about um it's it's really it's something that if you want to do it you do it you can do it and and you'll find the ways to like figure out how to do it like Women are incredibly good welders and and that sort of thing and there's a lot of um, opportunities in those spaces. The um, there it's just it's a it's good work and it's work that's family sustaining. Our apprenticeship readiness instructors, he's actually a former non-union construction worker. Like he spent his whole entire career in construction. work day I was like, hey, you know, um, so you worked non-union all your life? And he goes, yeah. And I go. So why are you so, can I ask, why are you so pro-union now? And he said, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. He's like, well, you know, I got to my late 50s and I got injured at work, you know, because construction Mm -hmm. can take, will will take wear and tear on Mm -hmm. your body, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, so I got injured and um, I got, became disabled. I was out of a job. I had no health insurance. Mm -hmm. I had no retirement. And I... Carol, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to survive now. I'm literally scrapping to survive. And at the time he was teaching um, at uh, Urban Core, which is a, um, a program that, it is a social services program mm-hmm. that takes in youth. And so he was teaching an MC3 class there, and he said, and I don't want any of my students to have my future. He's like, I want them to be union, because my union buddies, the buddies that I had in construction mm-hmm. who were on the union side, they are now retired. They're going on cruises with their wives. You know, their their kids are going to college. They don't have to worry the way I worry about whether I can even pay my rent or mm. keep my electrical on. you know, like that yeah. kind of thing, right? So non-union construction can be highly exploited because nobody's actually out there enforcing compliance to yeah. labor standards and safety, et cetera. But beyond that, um, what, what your listeners and everybody should know is that 40% of the people who are enrolled in our social safety net programs, our means-tested, state-funded social safety net programs. 40% of them are from construction working families.
1: 40%
2: across the board of all industries that are enrolled in those programs are from construction working families, and you can bet those are non-union construction working families. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I can I can see that non construction. They cut corners mm-hmm. and they try to make a profit. It's all about profit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've been working it's since weak. I was eight years old with my dad so <laughs> in construction. So, so I don't.
2: They'll pay you minimum wage and, and bring you a case of beer to share with the we'll other guys. You, a, if, uh, uh, you
0: know, that's what my cousin always says Rob, car, you know, car. Yeah, and when he when the, he has a shop, a body shop. And then, he's all like, if I had issues with my car, I'd be like, yeah, just bring me a 12 pack. And, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, an- <laughs> that's another problem. That's a non union electrician. <laughs> yeah. That's another problem. So, everyone's in this personality. But no, that's what I'm saying. I think I think construction is a good career choice. It's an, it's an alternative, it is. but it, it, is. It, is.
2: it is. Especially for people who want to work with their hands and who want to make things. This, it's, it's awesome, and it's, if you're in union construction, it pays incredibly well. We're talking like six figures a year, guys. Wow. You know, I mean – Are you guys
0: hiring uh, that, Chris? Mm-hmm. We Let's actually go. are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there,
2: right now, the, the economy is – the construction industry right now is very hot, yeah. meaning that there's a lot going on. Some of our unions at this moment are doing direct entry. Meaning that they're not even requiring you to do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're interested and you can do the work and you feel like you can handle it, they're going to give you a shot. They're going to put you on a job wow. and get you into the programs yeah. and stuff. So, um, right now there's like that kind of need for workers, and yeah. there's, and you know, it, this is a great time. And I, I want to really encourage people who, you know, a lot of times we get criticized for not being diverse enough. You know, we are over fifty percent people of color. Mm. Largely, they're Latino because, in Sa- I means it's San Diego County, one, yeah, right, right? Made up of, so we're actually mm. representative uh, in that space. Um, but, you know, we, we would love to see more women in the industry. Mm. Women are, you know, ov- depending on where you're looking, they make anywhere t- uh, from, like, two and a half to 6.7% of the industry. And that 6.7 includes all the people in the offices, too. Mm. But... Um, we would love more women. There's a ton of efforts right now to push to, to help women actually make the leap into the trades. Because again, mm-hmm. union construction is a really good career. This is an opportunity. And right now, like, like, like I said, there's a lot of policy pushes. So there's like childcare money that's starting to that's come down the, good, the, the pike. It's all kinds of stuff that's available that will help women make the leap mm-hmm. into this. So that's the first thing. Um, we're also looking for more black folks. We'd love more Asian Americans. I mean, I'm going to say... Uh, of all of the underrepresented groups, the one that's most under Asian American Pacific Islanders in construction. Wow! So I would love to see, obviously, <laughs> more, <laughs> more of my people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting these amazing well, there you opportunities. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, everybody needs to, to yeah. know about this and come and you know, give us a try, give us a shot. And if you want to make a good living. Um, if you don't wanna be laden down with student loan debt, if you know you can work hard and you can keep up, if you are a a person who can get to a job site, Mm -hmm. like at the crack of dawn, and, and be okay with being home at 3.30 p.m. Because yeah. that's when your, your shift ends, you know? It's
0: better than having two, like, Walmart jobs yeah, and and still yeah. working your ass off and, and then, like, being depressed being, yeah, and, and stressed.
2: And have, you know, being a Starbucks barista. Exactly. Like, no benefits, like no retirement. There's many people who, like, have that Starbucks barista job because they do provide some health care. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. You know, they'll be like working all these random things, but they're also like make putting in their shifts in yeah. Starbucks so mm. that they can get their health care. And I'm like, come on over here. <laughs> Why yeah. don't you yeah, come yeah. over well, here? You
1: know, it's just, you know, it's, you, you don't know what you don't know. And that, yeah. you know, we, you know, we one of the reasons Juan and I love doing the show is because, um, you know, we, we want everyone to know how exciting the labor movement is, yeah. and there's so much to be excited about. Yeah. I mean, you're on the show, and you're just like, here, you can actually do this and get. You know, people just don't know it. Yeah. People just don't have the access, and so maybe sometimes that, uh, you know, uh, you know, there there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna get all interpretation, but but yeah, I think uh, you know uh and speak, speaking
0: and of women in construction though like on tiktok me and chris are on tiktok oh, yeah. and we're following women in construction like yeah. carpenters electrician and they're always making videos yeah. they get so many hits like <laughs> yeah they have so many followers uh,
1: and a lot of a lot of women mm-hmm. like are chris on next a, year. oh a lot of women are on the on the show and um on not on the show TikTok. on tiktok and they're and it's cool they they like talk about what they do they go, like, hey i'm here They'll show what jobs they're doing. It's like, as and as I repost, yeah. and you know, it's just really cool. So there's a lot of uh, on TikTok, and I am your union brother on TikTok. Case we didn't union <laughs> organizer, whatever union organizer, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, with, I, with a zero.
0: Well, I think that's a lot of information for sure. I, I didn't. I'm in labor, and I didn't know yeah, most. I don't, most yeah, of. Yeah, this. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, most people don't. Yeah. And you
2: know, this is also one of the reasons why, like, the Building Trades Council chases project labor agreements yeah. so hard. The reason is we, as unions, we represent the worker, not the contractor, right? Mm-hmm. So as, the thr- as it we want to make sure that all of those apprentices, if we say to them, this is a two-year program, this is a four-year program, this is a five-year program, that they actually journey out in that time. Mm. And we want to make sure that we're partnering with them in good faith. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't have jobs to dispatch them to, will they actually journey out in time? Mm. They won't, actually. And that's what happens with a lot of non-union apprentices. They will get into an apprenticeship program on the non-union side because those do mm-hmm. exist. And sometimes those three and a half year, four year programs turn into seven year, eight year, nine year programs because they're just not able to get those prevailing wage apprenticeable hours, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because there's not those jobs dispatch them to from their signatory uh, contract, gotcha. from their contractors, right? Those non-union contractors, they're not signatory, sorry. So for us like having project labor agreements is incredibly important because those create the pipeline right so that those those pr- project labor agreements that are prevailing wage public works prevailing wage work have an apprenticeship utilization requirement built right into them 20% of the hours actually are required by the state to be worked by an apprentice nice which means that i can make sure that they're actually working through their apprenticeship program and journeying out yeah. at the appropriate time so
0: definitely it's like it's not like like you you all are making sure there's a pathway to yes. become a journeyman.
2: Like colleges are about educating you. They they're not there to actually make sure that you have a job yeah, on that's the other true. side of true. it, true. right? So we are people that are about like obviously we can't even educate you if you don't have the job to get to begin with, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. And so um, when there are fewer PLAs, when there are fewer union contractors, there are way fewer apprentices. And that's, you know, in San Diego, that's been a long time thing, right? Only very recently have we gotten to the place where politically and otherwise, unions have started to gain ground. Mm -hmm. And as we have, we've gotten more PLAs. So we're now ramping up, all of our union apprenticeship programs are are growing at Mm -hmm. the moment because we've got the work to be able to push them through. right? And we can anticipate the work coming, right? And the fact that we've got Joe Biden in the White House directing all of this infrastructure funding with labor standard requirements built into it means that, again, we know that that, possi- that, that those opportunities are there, and we can project for that, and we can bring in more people. To cool.
0: All right, Carol, well, any last words, Carol or Chris? Um, wow. we're at 52 minutes now we defend semi
2: you're not living to work you're working
0: to live there you go there you go that's how we're gonna end there, it yeah. all right cool well everybody you know we're gonna release this pretty soon and again this is Carol Kim she's the head of the building trades we
1: got all right. okay. thank you guys Think about the voices here in the community, reaching out for hope looking for the opportunity been through this life trying to make the best for you and me 122 stand in solidarity